Progressive Action Radio, the most objective show in America. A lot of things to talk about. Let's add people to the group. Let's go. Add people to the live. It's about to be real crazy in a minute. Let's go. talk about everything that went down yesterday at the mass membership meeting let's go let's get it you don't want to miss this trust me Let's add people to the live. Let's add people to this live. Let's go. Hold on. I gotta I gotta go to my favorite beat. I gotta go to it. <laughs> Had to go back to this. Yeah. Just trying to get people into this live. Uh huh. song the theme song for progressive action radio 
I like it a lot. Yes, sir. What's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Now, welcome back to the Progressive Action radio show, TV show. You know, thanks for tuning in. We're doing over a thousand a thousand views within 24 hours. Give yourselves a round of applause for checking in on the information. Um, as you know, yesterday was our mass membership meeting for 2017, and um, the the turnout wasn't that good, to be honest with you. You know, this is a um a, a 40, Samuelson said 45,000 membership. Um, that venue only held 1,800 people and only 400 people came. Around 400 people. A lot of people saying it, it was way less. But that speaks to the leadership. We go get into that later. Now, a lot of people ask me, where can they get um, these hoodies? You see them on the screen. Um, where can you get these hoodies, these shirts, um, T-shirts, hats, you could go to Perfidel, P-E-R-F-E-D-E-L.com to get your progressive action, shirts, sweaters, hats, whatever we have there, you can go get that. As you can see, I got on uh, um, the progressive action, the glitter joint. You know, don't don't let that go over your head in, in icy white. So, you know, you got to be clean. You see? You got you to gotta be clean with this on. I, I really like this hoodie, even though I hate wearing white because I, I can't keep um, you know, white clothes clean. Like I think it's the little boy in me. <laughs> but um, let me see. All right. So a few things was going on uh, this past week. Important things. Um, Tony Utano. Um, I won't say that he's my president because nobody got a chance to actually vote. Um, him to be local 100 president was given to him. Gift wrap from his um best friend Samuelson. So it wasn't earned. So I'm not going to respect that. Um, Tony Utano has a vendetta against RTO. What that vendetta is and, like, what's his problem with RTO, I have no idea. But he's making it known that he's having a, a, a vendetta against, um, against uh, RTO. Now, um, he has sent um, Erica um, Garrido and Danny Hay back to their tools. For what reasons? Um, who knows, you know. But um, what I can say is this. Uh, Erica Garrido, she's a strong black sister. She's pro-black. She doesn't hide it. You know, she 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 let it be known. Um, Danny Hay, I don't know too much about him. But I think that he got caught up in something I call collateral damage. Now, the way collateral damage works is this, and I've been saying this for a while. In order for them to catch us, and when I say us, I mean minorities, African-Americans, a few Caucasians is going to get caught too. So, you tie no reason for removing 
Danny Hay was just collateral damage because he couldn't remove Erica by herself. And he couldn't remove another African-American to group, you know, with Erica without us calling him a racist. So what he attempted to do was use Danny Hay as collateral damage and group him with Erica so we won't think that it was a racist move that he did. But we on to that too. That was a racist move, Utano. There wasn't no reason for you to get rid of one of our best reps, uh, two, uh, two of our best reps in RTO. There wasn't no reason. And if you want to say that um, because they didn't vote for you in Vegas uh, when you was appointed the president and they didn't vote for Samuelson, I think that's real childish. I think that is um, unprofessional. You guys is very vindictive. But there's no reason um, you had to get rid of them. Now... Yesterday, I was talking to one of my boys at the mass membership meeting. And he was asking me, um, when is the next shop steward class? I said, you know, I don't know. But I seen Nick Bedell around. I said, you know what? I'll introduce you to Nick Bedell, you know, and we'll see what Nick got to say. So at the time, Nick was talking to uh, Donald Yates, which I had an opportunity to speak to also. Um, went to Nick Bedell and I asked him, Nick Bedell, um, when is the next class? And uh, Nick Bedell said, he doesn't know. And I said, what you mean you don't know? You're the educational director. He said he's no longer the educational director. As of October 31st, 2017, about a month and a half ago, um, he went to the international with Samson. Now, I'm not surprised at that move, but what I'm surprised at is how Samuelson took Bedell from Local 100, which was the um, educational director and, and, and teaches the Sharp Stewart class, to leave Local 100 in limbo without having someone from um, someone to teach the class. Now, this 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 says a lot to me. Um, why would they leave Local 100 in limbo like that? And do they really want shop stores and people to get involved? Because when you really look at it, they don't really use shop stores the way they really want to. I mean, they really need to. You know, shop stores is, is nothing more than flyer, handing out flyers or doing something, not for the membership, but for the reps themselves. The elected reps. But when you when you think about what they're doing, how they how they move with this whole not replacing Nick Bedell thing and Tony Utano taking a step to immediately remove Erica Garrido and Danny Hay, it shows you his mind frame. And his mind frame is a racist one. Because what's more important, releasing elected reps who was chosen by the members, unlike him, he wasn't chosen by the members for presidency. Removing two elected reps who was um, chosen by the membership you put that over replacing or trying to find another educational director? Where do your priorities lie, union president? Tony Utano. Get the fuck out of here! We know what you're about. And you, you can't even hide it. I, and I don't even think that you care, you care to hide it. You know, um, you, you are on some BS. You here to hurt RTO. And, um... What I come to find out also besides um, the stations department, 
RTO has the highest amount of um, African-Americans. It's very dense with African-Americans. Um, probably more than any other department besides stations. And um, maybe that's the reason he has a vendetta against, you know, one of the reasons he has a, a vendetta against RTO. Uh, he also, um, you know, about a year or two ago, I think MOW, the department he come from, you know, they was taking a lot of our jobs and we had fought them back on that. And we got our jobs back. So Tony Utano, he's he, he has a vendetta against RTO. You know, it could be a whole bunch of things. That, um, because we're 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 a mostly black black department. Um, probably the biggest African American department in, in transit alone. Um, maybe that's his reason why he treat us the way he treat us. Because I don't expect these guys to um come forward and say, Yes, I'm racist. And uh, what you going to do about it? You know, they, 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 they don't play that game. They play the game of covert racism. But I see through all of that. And if you look back to, um, I think it was maybe like two years ago, they put out a flyer. And I, and I got the flyer right here, and I want you guys to look at it. This is how they decided to fight Vision Zero. Samuelson approved this. Um, Utano approved this. Um, as you can see, you see Mayor de Blasio in this, in this picture arresting a black female bus driver with bamboo earrings, right? Now, let's look at the facts. Let's pay attention to the facts. The fact says this, um, there hasn't been not one black female bus driver arrested because of Vision Zero. So this this whole picture is false. The bamboo earrings. Everybody knows that's an ethnic thing. That that that's an urban thing. You know, remember when LL Cool J said bamboo earrings at least two pairs. Like we know the association between um, bamboo earrings and and the urban community. Which is governed by governed by you know black females, and we ain't go get into the historical context of of um, you know bamboo earrings and, and things like that. But the union, John Samuelson, Tony Utano, right hand man, thought that this this picture was appropriate to put out to address Vision Zero. I don't think that it was appropriate. I, I actually find it very, 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 very disgusting. Um, I think that this is totally out of character for a, a union to take this stance. There's a thousand other type of pictures they could have used, or they could have they could have draw an image based on the facts of the people who really getting re arrested for Vision Zero and MTA. But no black females have been arrested because of Vision Zero. And this is very disturbing. I think we need to bring this to the light because this is another covert racist piece. This is another covert racist piece. And it, it has no business within Local 100. We go, we go get away from that. Um, So, you know, during the... During the uh, the mass membership meeting, you know, we had 
flyers. Uh, we had rubber bands, and we also had our Tier Six um, flyers, which is on the screen right now. Um, I rally to fix the next Tier Six. This is actually the old um, flyer, but it's the same information. Um, uh, Nuke, you know, home team of Progressive Action, had gave Tony Utano a flyer of the fixed tier six rally that we we uh we are we're doing and um he actually when she gave him the flyer i don't know um where i was at during this time but um he actually took the flyer balled it up in her face and tossed it which is um very 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 disrespectful um towards not only her you know, because we already know, we already seen how they feel about black females. You know, the writing is on the wall. They What's understood don't have to be said. They don't have to tell me that, you know, they're racist or they don't like this, they don't like that. They show, their action shows everything. Um, He balled it up and threw it to the side of her face. Now, we're talking about tier six. We're talking about something that's very important to a lot of members in, in Local 100. Um, and more members to come. He was very dis disrespectful and tossed the flyer to the side like it wasn't important. So two things that proved to me. Not only do he have a, ven a vendetta against RTO, but he also has a vendetta against Tier 6. And we need to get Tony Utano out of here because he's dangerous. Very, very, very dangerous to not only the labor movement but to civil rights to, to African Americans in general I, I feel that he's very very dangerous to the um, to the labor movement um, okay so a few people gave speeches yesterday Samuelson gave a speech and, you know, he was talking about a whole bunch of bullshit as, as normal. And he said, you know, he didn't have a prepared speech. And whatever the case is, you're the international president. You should always be prepared to speak in front of a, in front of your membership about issues. Get the fuck out of here! You should always be prepared to speak, speak Samuelson. So, um, like I said, 45K membership, Samuelson said it is. They book a, a space of 1,800, and they couldn't fill up the spot. Like I said, in fact, 400 or less people came there. Now, what they're trying to say is that, oh, you know, it was snowing, blah, 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 blah. It was rain snowing. You know what rain snow, snow is? Is that, yeah, it's snowing, but it wasn't sticking. It wasn't on the cement. It wasn't on, it, it wasn't on the streets. The snow was not sticking. There wasn't no excuses to why people didn't come out. The real story is that they can't get people to come out. These guys aren't inspirational. These guys don't make you want to listen to them. These guys don't do anything to engage the membership at all. They don't do a damn thing to engage this membership. And, and, and like, no exaggeration. No exaggeration. When I first walked into the Marriott that day, I didn't know if I was at a mass membership meeting or a funeral, to be very honest with you. The, the, it wasn't like excitement. 
you know the mood was somber it's like all right we here whatever you look on the stage at the vps they look dead you know no like they just don't look happy like they want to be there you know this is the time to really rally your troops we don't get we don't have union meetings where you have um uh a hundred people there this was the time when you give your resounding speeches you engage the membership. You give them something to look forward to in 2018. In fact, this mass membership meeting was way worse than the one from 2016. Oh, my fault. We had the mass membership this year in January. Um, from the one earlier this year in January at Madison Square Garden. This one was super weak. And if I'm lying... Somebody please let me know if I'm lying or not. Because y'all know I'm not lying. Um, now, the union had put up, uh, you know, some slideshows. You know, Earl Phillips is the secretary treasurer. So he had put up some, you know, slides to show us how they they were spending money. And, you know, who's in good standing and, and all this other stuff. Um, I would say this. Um, RTO. We are becoming a little bit stronger. I think last year we was like 70-some percent. This year we 80 percent. Every department, every department should be 100 percent. You know, car equipment, 90 percent in good standing. Um, Map store, 94 percent. MOW, 94 percent. MTA bus, 92 percent. Private operations, 100 percent, only because they basically came after the strike. Um, RTO, like I said, 80 percent. School buses, 100 percent. Station, 79%. Um, TA surface, 93%. All these numbers need to increase to 100%. There's no reason for people to still be holding vendettas um, against against uh, the strike that was over 10 years ago. You know, it's time for y'all to sturdy up and, and, and pay those dues. There's, there's absolutely no, no excuse as to why you guys are still in bad standing. Now, I'm going to pull up the um, political contributions, as you can see on the screen. Now, these are all the people that the union gave money to, right? You see all these uh, politicians or whatever the case may be. Um, actually, you could find these, these same numbers online. You know, they, it, it has to be public record. So, um, you, could, you, you see... All these, uh, where our coke money has been going to, or whatever the case is. And um, this is the next one. This is the next one you see uh, with Danique Miller, whatever the case is. Uh, don't really say much. And it just shows you who they gave money to. But now, I want people to pay attention to this next piece of paper I'm going to put on the screen. This is what they failed to leave out, and I'm glad that they got to report this stuff online so we could keep in, keep track of the truth. If you look, it says Andrew Cuomo, 2018. I got it highlighted. Um, $25,000. Now, they gave him this money in November 30th, 2016, but it actually showed up on the report uh, December 5th, 2016. Now, what the union did, and they did this on purpose, last year they did it also, they didn't mention that they gave Cuomo $60,000. Now, 
Now, this year, they played with the dates with the mass membership and said, we only go go from January uh, 1st to December 5th of this year. Now, they didn't report December 5th last year. Why? Because if they was to report December 5th, 2016, it would actually show that they gave Cuomo $25,000, as you can see on the screen. Why would you give a governor who has given us minimal raises, workers' comp PPO, um, agreed that a seven-cent night differential raise was sufficient for transit workers? Tier 6, it, it don't get more anti-labor than Tier 6. Now, we can hear the excuses of the Samuelson camp say, look, we couldn't stop them from giving Tier 6. It's legislative. They could use that excuse, right? But what's your excuse for supporting a governor, giving him any dollar of our money to, for his 2018 campaign? Remember, y'all gave this guy, this man, y'all come to check in 2016. Why y'all giving him money? For 2018. Get the fuck out of here! This man is anti. I don't care about none of these political parties. When you look at these political parties, none of them is for us, the working class. Uh, you got Republicans. They not for us. You have Democrats. They not for us. And you have uh, Democrats posing as um, posing as Democrats, but really Republicans, which which is really Cuomo. Tier six was a Republican. Move. Let's not get it twisted. Tier six was a Republican move. We cannot get that twisted. Why would you give Cuomo $25,000 of our money? But like I said, the union hit it. They played with the dates yesterday, and they hid that information, which is cool because that's why we got the Progressive Action Radio Show, to give you guys the full truth. Um, so you had some speakers yesterday and one of the speakers at the mass membership meeting who, um, mo made me feel good was the Reverend Terrence Melvin. He gave a resounding speech at the mass membership meeting. Um, Mr. Melvin actually doubles as secretary treasurer of the AFL CIO up in Buffalo. So he was a, an invited guest to come down there and, you know, talk to the members. And he was preaching, like, for real, like, no, no, no BS. And he was really preaching. One of the things, I'm going to go through a few of, the, of his key points. And I, I probably will miss a few. But um, he shouted out the strike that Roger led. He, um, he felt it was great. It was a show of strength, a show of solidarity. And he was he was moved by that move that Roger had made. Now, what's what's funny about that is the same people who booked him for this, who was on stage with him, now denounces the strike and don't see it as a good move. So this man is sitting up there talking about stuff that they don't like. And what did the hypocrites do? They got up and clapped. They didn't support the strike. It's no secret. Reverend Melvin also talked about um, members paying their dues on time during when we lost dues checkoffs. 
He said he thought that was was wonderful that you know we stuck together. Little do he know, Tony Utano, um, appointed president, standing sitting right next to him, lapsed in his dues for about three months. During one of the most crucial times in local 100 history, where losing dues checkoffs was made to hurt us permanently, Tony Utano didn't show up. And he was an elected officer, so there wasn't no reason for him to lapse in his dues payment. And let's not mention of, and I'm, I'm talking about this because I've seen the paperwork on it. Not to mention of, of what they were saying when Roger came on the show and said they was working against the strike, putting out propaganda, telling people don't strike and, and don't pay their dues because it's going to go to Roger's pocket, whatever the case may be. But there's paperwork out there to show that Tony Utano didn't pay his dues. And he's a hypocrite. And he got up there and he clapped again. Again. Hypocrite. Um, Reverend Melvin talked about Trump, how much Trump is an enemy to labor. An enemy to labor. You have a lot of Trump supporters in Local 100 members. You have a lot of um, Trump supporters, elected reps, on that stage with him. And what the hypocrites did, get up and clap. Such, such, such hypocrites. Um, Reverend Melvin talked about domestic violence. Men should not be putting their hands on women. Powerful speech he gave. Utano, once again, hypocrite, got up and clapped. What's sad about this is that he currently has a released officer, not an elected. He chose to release this guy who has been arrested for domestic violence. And then uh, use him as security last night, yesterday, at the mass membership meeting. This is disturbing on so many levels. How can you have the secretary treasurer from the AFL-CIO come and speak about domestic violence and you be a hypocrite and continue to release someone who has been arrested because of domestic violence? Keep them on our union payroll. I wouldn't be afforded that same thing. And I'm quite sure millions of other people I mean, not millions, hundreds of other, other men in this union would not be afforded the same thing, regular members, if they was to get arrested for the same thing. And to tie back to what we said on earlier in the show, you released two good RTO reps for no, no reason whatsoever. No reason whatsoever. But you continue to keep somebody who was arrested for something that, is a social issue. I don't want to hear it happen to his home. That's bullshit. Once you lay your hand on a woman, it becomes a social issue. That ain't got shit to do with your home no more. Nothing to do with your home anymore. So, what did the hypocrites do after he gave that, that um, part of his speech? They got up and clapped. So fucking fake. Um... 
I don't, I, I like, you talking about hypocritical? Tony Utano, once again, is dangerous. Dangerous to the labor movement. I don't know how he survived this long, but Tony Utano is very dangerous to the labor movement. We got to get him out of here by any means necessary. We have to get him out of here. Now, um, you know, whenever we come around, for years, people think that they could push, you know, certain reps around and, you know, they could push certain groups of people around and, and, and all this other kind of stuff. And I, what I notice, because this ain't the first time that this happened, this happened before with um, Pete Donahue. If y'all know Pete Donahue, he's, uh, he's part of the communications department. These guys are dangerous also. They like to tick us off. And when I say tick us off, I mean progressive action. He has too much say in, 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 in the business of this union. He's not a local 100 member. I don't give a fuck how much dues he pays. He's not a transit worker. He, 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 he shouldn't have not a piece of say inside local 100 not a piece but this guy loved to put gasoline on fires he loved to do that and that's what he did yesterday um as you know there's a big thing going on where people are not standing for the national anthem so we decided to 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 do that we didn't pre-plan it it's just something that we're not doing when they sung or played the national anthem, whichever way it went down, uh, we decided to sit. The communications department decided to take pictures of us sitting. Now, the problem that I have with that is this. This is a 76% minority workforce. You have a problem of workers sitting down for social injustice as a peaceful protest. And, and let me mind you, the communications department is filled with um, hillbilly white boys. Not, not, not your regular, uh, you know, urban white boys. I'm talking about them backwood white boys. That means something. And we're going to be 100% real. They had a problem with us uh, silent protests, peaceful protests of us sitting down during the national anthem. They don't want us fighting. The union isn't even involved in social issues. Not one. They're not even involved in no domestic violence issues, no um, uh, police issues with African-Americans, no, no type of issues with the African-American community specifically. They had a major issue. They felt that it was the biggest thing to take pictures of us sitting down during the national anthem. Now, back to, like I said, with, with, with all of the BS that went down yesterday, um, when the BS summit, we talked, the brothers talked and, you know, we came to a, a little understanding, but we talked and we left it as that. The people who's really starting the shit, they was nowhere to be found, nowhere to be found. And it's always, always, this is how it always works. And it, and, and, and it works like this almost everywhere. When you got, when you, when you working with foolish people, people who don't know. And I'm talking about my people, black people. You have 
Caucasians who always feel like they can stand their ground, even if they wrong, stand their ground and bully African-Americans. Because that's what happened yesterday. This white boy came out of nowhere, tried to stand in, in, in Kwanzaa way for no reason. He had nothing to do with nothing and challenged Kwanzaa. And when he seen that we wasn't backing down, that's when the issue came into play. Because these guys is nothing but bullies. Every time I turn around, the old-timers in this union, I don't even mean like old, old-timers. I mean during Roger era. Yeah, we used to fight at the union hall. We used to, we used to do this. We used to do that. So where's that energy now? Why it was accepted back then? Y'all, it, I don't understand. The same people. It was accepted back then. But now a new young energy that is not, we not go fall for that bullying stuff. Y'all try to bully us. And we stand up for it. It's a problem. It's a really y'all the same guys who were saying y'all was getting it in at the union hall. But now y'all found we stand in our ground. Progressive action is standing our ground. Y'all feel that it's an issue now because you got you ran across some people that's going to stand their ground. And whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Right. I don't get it. I, I, I just don't get it. Now, we don't come there to start trouble. Or anything like that. We come there to get answers and be real. We not we ain't no puppets. You can't tell us anything and we just go fall back like dead birds and, and, and you think it's all good. We're not we're not gonna do that. Um and they like they like um the that, that communications department, a whole bunch of antagonizing devils. They've been antagonizing progressive action for a while. Jim Gannon, he was the one who was taking pictures of our earlier rallies, and they was making flyers, um, digital flyers, and, and printing flyers on us. It was Jim Gannon. Communications devil. Um, Donahue, he think that he's an elected rep. He's, a, he's, a, he's, he's another antagonizing individual, devil. You haven't done anything good for this union at all. Only thing you're concerned with is trying to save a job. Because after this, it's over. You know it's over. Daily News, you can't go back there. You don't got no influence in the Daily News. After Local 100, it's over. So enjoy your time. And they like to throw around this word, thug. Oh, they act like, because we stand in our ground, we thugs. Because we young and, and we urban, we thugs. The same rhetoric that... Mayor Bloomberg used against us. Local 100 is using against us. Now, to me, a thug is the highest under God. See nothing wrong with that. I see nothing wrong with if I feel that I'm being disrespected, I'm standing my ground. That's one of the reasons why they fear us, because we hold our own down. Now, it was good that the brothers got together. We spoke. We talked. It was, it was, that was it. But the antagonizing devils was nowhere to be found. The people who really put put fuel to this fire yesterday. Um, another thing to my to my black brothers, right? We must stop glorifying jail culture. We gotta stop glorifying jail culture, right? Telling somebody, me specifically, you did X, Y, and Z. You know, all this time in jail. Why are we glorifying jail culture? I, I don't get it. Like, let's move from that. Like, jail culture, you got, you're got a grown person. They telling you when to sleep, when to eat, 
when you could go out and, and exercise, when, when you don't have no control over your life. It's modern-day slavery, Jim Crow. There's nothing to be proud of that. Somebody doing time in jail doesn't make somebody who didn't do jail time more tougher. And, and if, if it means something, then let's go to the bosses. Let's go to Two Broadway and let's tell them that you did X amount of time in jail and let's see how far that's going to get us. If jail make people tough, then let's take that tough shit and use it against the bosses. Don't use it against us. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. All the tough talk. I don't want to tough talk with any one of you guys no more. I don't want to tough talk. None of that. None of that stuff. I'm taking my tough talk to the bosses where it belongs at. If you want to join me on that fight with the tough talk to the bosses and things like that, then let's do that. But let's not glorify the jail culture. It's whack. Put it. Put it into that. No. No. No more of that. Like let's move forward from that. Um, my boy Giassi mentioned. He mentioned that he mentioned a group today, which is very important. I mean, I found it very interesting. He said, um, Utano doesn't want RTO to be a part of Local 100 anymore. And he said that was something to think about. I think he's right. I, I think that Local 100 is trying to get um, under this leadership, is trying to get RTO out of here. I think they want to they either want to silence us or they want to they want to get us completely up out of here. I don't get it. Look, Utano, like I said, he's a threat to the labor movement. He's no good for 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 the labor movement. None at all. None at all. Um every move that he has made in such little time, he has created more damage than Samuelson. And I would have never thought I'd be able to say that. It honestly do not get any worse than Tony Utano. He's a snake. He's conniving. He tried to tell people to take my shop store uh, certificate away like it would stop the Progressive Action Show. Like it would stop me from doing anything um, regarding speaking up for my coworkers. It won't stop anything. It won't stop. Like I feel like going to his office and tearing it up. In front of him and show him that it don't mean nothing. That's what's wrong with these people. They think they could give you something or or you know they control something that they could take it away from you and they would silence you. I'm not that type of dude, Utano. I'm not. Like you cannot do that to me under any circumstance. It would not happen. Let's see what's going on here. Like I said, y'all see the number on the screen. Um you could call in. I'll probably take like one or two calls. I'm going to get uh, Jocelyn on the phone right now so she can give her, her point of view of, of what's going on. What's going on, Jocelyn? Wait, hold on. I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. I don't know what's up. With you. All right, let me, let me call you back. Let me call you on the other phone. Hold on one second. Let me call you on the other phone. Uh, let me see what's going on here. Matter of fact, Jocelyn, call me on the show phone. You said 347464. Um, 2880 call me on the show phone and we're going to give you your synopsis of what's going on but I'm gonna promise y'all from here on out I'm not participating in, the, in that in that in that bullshit unless need be unless unless need be every I feel every time is a need be to be honest with you but unless like provoked 
Um, I'm not gonna let these communication department guys get me out of my zone. They wanna they wanna get me to react a certain kind of way, and I'm not gonna feed into that bullshit. You guys is nothing but devils. No exaggeration. That it is it's only one way to describe them. It's devils, and I can't wait. Get the fuck I can't wait to get them the fuck out of here for real. Progressive Action Radio. The most objective show in America. So yeah, um, did you go to the mass membership meeting yesterday? If you did, call in. Let us know, um, what you think about the mass membership meeting. It, and it was so funny that Tony Utano didn't give a good. He he didn't even talk. He did some pre-recorded BS twenty-minute video that nobody wanted to see. And um, how can you be the president and you? give a corny speech like you don't give no speech we want to hear from you <laughs> we want to hear from you how you don't how you don't um do a speech I, I i think that this mass membership meeting yesterday was the worst we're gonna see can we get um no this ain't her let me see let me see if we can get her on the phone jocelyn call into the show where are you let me see if I can get her, um, get her up on the show, so she could give her her point of view. Like I said, oh look, like I said, if y'all want any any sweaters, hoodies, go to um, you know, perfidel.com. You see it on the screen. Um, a lot of people had got a lot yesterday, and um, I guess she ain't picking up. She picked up on other phone, but not this phone. But um. We get the hoodies and things from there. Um, like like I said, we got the tier six, the fixed tier six, rally the fixed tier six, March rally, Friday, March thirty, March thirtieth, twenty eighteen, at ten a.m. in front of the governor office. The union would never do that because they 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 friends with the um, they friends with the governor, so they would never do anything like that. They would never do anything like that to go against their daddy Cuomo. And we know that. That's why we're going to do it. We're going to do it for the membership. They don't have, when they put up, they talked about tier six briefly yesterday. They don't have no real fight to, 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 to fix tier six. There's no call or no rallies. This will be the sixth anniversary. Hold on one second. This will be the sixth anniversary of tier six, and they haven't done anything. Jocelyn, what's up? What's going on? Not so much. Good morning, everyone. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you good. Oh, okay. Good morning, everyone. How's progressive action? So what's going on? Not so much. Um, you know, I was sitting and listening and sharing the show. And um, I have a few takes on the mass membership meeting. I think I sold somebody notepads. They came to me. <laughs> it was like, I brought that here to write notes. I was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Um, the first thing was you had more vendors talking to members than you did union reps. And this is my first mass membership meeting. So, you know, I wasn't aware of how the setup was going to go, but I expect the pregame for your VP and your division chairs to be sitting there. It's not signing you in. 
but having a space where they can talk to you. And, um, you know, I felt like the setup was all wrong. That was the um, first thing. The second thing is, how do you have speakers who address your members better than your leaders? I didn't know if, if LaTanya was running the show or if Tana was running the show. But the um, preacher from the church in the CSBU, he was really good. Um, at first, I didn't know where his message was going, but then, you know, he streamlined it in. He talked on everything and, um, that they don't do. <laughs> that, that, that was it, so it was so weird because I was like, did they go over his speech with them? <laughs> I, I, I think I personally think that somebody guided him to say that because he talked about like, why are you talking about domestic violence at a mass membership meeting? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like it, it went, it went, it was almost off topic. Then he started talking about civil rights, fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. Like he was touching on things mm-hmm. that you normally wouldn't talk about at a mass membership meeting. I think somebody exactly. keyed him in onto what to say. Actually, we need to reach out to this, this, this preacher, this reverend and let him know that he was on point with his speech and to show him the hypocritical ways of, of Tony Utano. Yeah. Because he started, he was like, we want to talk about the women. He was like, well, I'm not here to talk about that. Um, once I get the videos edited shorter, I can put them on the page. And he was like, well, I'm not here to talk about that. And then he started, you know, talking about the civil rights movement and how we had to fight for gains and everything else. Now, mind you, gains that we're about to lose, everything they fought for in the 50s and 60s and the unions and all these other things, we have been losing slowly. Job protection, health care. Now, you know, the Janus versus ACMEF, whatever those acronyms are, case. So um, so he talked about that, and I'm going to come back to that. And it was like, then he went on to the whole women in the Me Too movement. And it's like, did somebody tell him we have a ramp, we have an issue in Local 100 where they protect women, you know, where they protect the men who abuse women? Because he did a, a lengthy, spent like five minutes of his time discussing that. And again, I was like, somebody said something to him. Yeah, I found it. Because you're not going to come to a mass membership meeting and, you know, have that as your discussion. And all his key points was direct issues. That was what he talked about losing dues checkoffs and people not paying. <laughs> but he's standing right next to the yeah. people who's not pay- who didn't pay. Who, who didn't pay when they lost the dues checkoff. You know, so that was... Um, that was one thing I was like, oh, okay, somebody must have spoke to him. Whoever invited him gave him a rundown <laughs> of how things really are. Let's keep it 100. <laughs> yeah, they didn't just come and say, well, talk to Local 100 and Google us, you'll find out. They gave him some inside details <laughs> on, you know, things that's happening behind the scenes. So the next thing was the lawyer who spoke about the um, Janice case that's going on in the Supreme Court. Now, Trump already wrote a letter on Friday um, in favor of the ACME people, you know, to lose the Jews' checkoffs and all that other stuff. So he's sending that letter to the Supreme Court, and as the lawyer stated to us, they write letters to be 
you know, for, again, to favor of whatever they said now as well. So now we have my question, and I, I said to you, and Nilda and I spoke briefly about it as well, why are we behind the curve? All this money and coke from the first state that turned right to work up until the last state that's had it, it's only 20 states left that's not right to work state. Mm-hmm. Why is Local 100 behind the curve on this? Why are members just hearing about this? What have the PAC department been doing to get ahead of these issues? We always find ourselves behind everything, behind Vision Zero, behind bikes on bus routes, behind the stations, oh, they just got the buyback bill. You know, we always are behind Tier 6. And now this is another thing that they're fighting for, but they was never ahead of the fight. The same way you took that million dollars, which is definitely more than a million. I don't know where they pulled Cuomo Coke money from, but they didn't put those numbers up on the stage, up on the screen. But where, who's doing the lobbying, whoever's doing the lobbying, they're doing it in an incorrect way because we're losing and then we're having to spend more to fight back. And it shouldn't be that way. You know, we need people that's visionary also in a political realm to see what's happening and to know what's going on in other states. So when it comes to New York or try to come to New York, we would have already been ahead or know what's happening or had people in the fight to say, okay, you know, this is what we're going to do. Also, another thing at mass membership meetings, I'm going to go back. They should have cards for people to be registered to vote, to give out. The reason it's important is because when you vote, you increase, you know, your, um, your power. If we can't vote, we can't make demands. Your union isn't strong because you can't go to a political leader and say, hey, I got 40,000 members that's registered to vote. They have spouses, adult children. So that 40 can quadruple to help someone in a district or particular area. So that's another thing, you know. But when we take over the mass membership meeting, we'll have these things done. (laughs) And you know, you know, you know, you know, it's so crazy. I didn't get no information from the union. Like I didn't get no flyers. I didn't get anything about tier six. I didn't get anything about um, the Janice versus AFME. I didn't get no information, no literature to go home with. To show so we could take this home and digest it. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes when you at these mass membership meetings, you get caught up in a moment and things like that. There wasn't they didn't have us leave with no no information. And to be completely honest with you, the vendor gifts was garbage. I don't know what the hell they they didn't give anything. What vendors was there to be honest with you? Because I only got. I didn't even look for the vendors. Yeah, I, I, I have to care for some cheap ass gifts. It's not going to be. I didn't see you no know, like what, in the back seat of my car. What, what, <laughs> gift, what gifts it was? Because I didn't see. I don't any know. Gifts. People had bags, but that's what I said earlier. When you walk into a mass membership meeting, I don't want to be bombarded by visitors. I want to be bombarded by VPs, division chairs, section chairs sitting there saying, here's what's going on in our department. Here's what our department is working on politically so you could sign up. 
here's what we're doing and this and that nature. Now, they can say, now when I went to get some water, because they didn't even provide bottles of water for us, let's, let's keep it all the way 100. You know they got a discount on the Marriott versus mm-hmm. when they had it at Madison Square Garden. They didn't even have bottles of water for us. When I went to get some waters, the coolers was empty, so I had to walk all the way down the hall to get waters. And I was looking, there was tables, but I don't know what was going on at those tables prior to me coming in. Now, the whole makeup of how they run it, it it's, it's totally unorganized and all over the place. Don't introduce the, the VPs of the department. Give them five, ten minutes to talk to their members on a mass platform. Give them time to say, listen, I'm JP from TA Surface. This is what we're working on. I'm endorsing the BQX Excella train so we could see how asinine that is. Hmm. So, you know, the whole platform of it, it just didn't work. And it only, like, really worked to their advantage to say what they want. Someone had a question. They said, hold your question for after the meeting. And then there was no open floor mic for you to ask any questions how can at you, all. How can you so, face these guys are liars? Why would you? Why would they open up the floor? You know what I'm saying? They not well, being forthcoming with information. Exactly. And that's what shows. If you can't allow your members at a mass membership meeting to ask questions, then you're hiding something. You know, you're not giving out literature. I believe all these slideshows should have been in a pre-packet. So as they're talking, you have the information in your hand. You can write notes on a packet to say, oh, okay, I see this, I see that, I'm going to go back to it. A folder, you know, when you go to these seminars, like we can help you buy a house or, you know, come to this free real estate workshop or any seminar you go to. When you, before you're seated, you get a packet, you get a a folder with everything that they're going to talk about Mm -hmm. because they want you informed as you're sitting there making decisions and that's not happening. So, um, you know, it it was just really unorganized and, um, you know, I felt like outside of LaTanya, no one else, like they all backed down and said, I don't want to speak to the membership. And didn't have much of anything. They didn't say anything at all to us. I mean, if Latanya didn't speak, they would have been totally dead on Local 100 Park. Oh, my God. It would have been super horrible. So it's like, you know, Earl looked like he didn't even want to speak. He looked like he knew his numbers were fraudulent. (laughs) And he didn't want to talk about it. Which they were. And we have the video, so it'll go. Which they were. And he likes to to fly past his his, his slideshows. He did it last year, too. Yes. He, liked to he was click, click, click. I'm like, wait a minute. But people caught, caught it because they was like, wait, Cuomo is missing. You know, it's already publicized that y'all gave him money. Like, you gave the person money who supposed who gave us a bad pension. And then you want us to believe that you're going to fight for the pension? How does that work? It, it really doesn't. And, you know, they're putting out a false narrative. Here we have in 2018, again, they're going to fight for pension reform. Mm -hmm. 2017, they're going to fight for pension reform. 
2016, they're going to fight for pension reform. I don't even think they update that part of the slide <laughs> in the paper <laughs> that they fight for pension reform. It's like, oh, and the next thing they're behind the curve on because they did say that they're introducing a bill to have conductors on trains. How long have the, the G and the M been an opto train? Hold on. Let's, let's, let's think about, think, we wanted a little bit. Why is this mm -hmm. now an issue? Guess who's in our group? Exactly. Guess who's in our group? The guy who's in that, who's on that bill, Kevin Parker. Oh yes. He's in progressive action. So now, and I remember I posted the letter that I wrote to him regarding opto train operation. Okay. Now all of a sudden, that this is an issue, they want to take this as an issue. Kevin Parker's in our group. They know that. These guys, yeah. these guys got all types of secret profiles in our group, and they watching. So now, now it's an issue. You know what I'm saying? Opto train operation should have been fought a long time ago. When it was first introduced. But that goes to show they are always behind. All this political power, all these people you're paying this money to, they can discuss this. If I give a council person money and that council person is having a town hall meeting, I want them to bring that issue up. Invite me to your town hall meeting so I can tell people who ride the trains, listen, they're going to only run a train operator. It's not safe for you. And I can have these people on board beforehand. They always wait till after. And this is not how it should work. Because they so are like now they reactive instead of right. proactive. They, they exactly they they, they want to once something get up and running on us. Now we got to chase behind that motherfucker to even try to catch it if we can or bring it down. Now. Um, one of the key Mind speakers. Mind you, you already gave them money, and you still got to run behind them exactly. and say, hey, I'm going to give you more money because I need you to help me. No, I need you to help me, so I'm going to give you money, like, or contribute to your campaign or whatever. What do you have to offer? How can we help? Now, and what? I, see, I was like, wait a minute. How long y'all had up so trained? Like, no slide for Vision Zero at all. And, you know, I was talking to a guy in maintenance. He said, oh, I thought they wasn't arresting you guys no more. I said, a bus operator just got arrested, the one from Wall Street, um, who was driving the MCI. Now, he works in maintenance, so he knows the best. He was like, well, the MCI has a lot of blind spots. I was like, yeah. I said, but it goes to show that. He said, well, did the union give him a lawyer? I nope. said, no. They don't do that. He's arrested. He's suspended. So once you get suspended... Now, all the time you're out, you're on bad time, using your own money to fight the war, and then you get your job back, but you're a year behind in your pension and everything else. You're probably a year behind in your dues, but whatever. <laughs> but now you have you owe back a year time because of an accident that happened on the job. You know, and I spoke to other bus operators. Think about it. You have an accident that can cost you your livelihood. What other profession has that. Mm -hmm. A cop can accidentally shoot someone and they get on administrative leave, still get paid. People die of fires. The firefighter couldn't make it up the stairs. People, you know, we come to work not to kill anyone, but to perform our duties in a vehicle that's short. And we have such severe consequences about it and that was not even addressed at the mass membership meeting so they have no plans of any type of vision zero reform um and it's just something that you know 
They were just totally behind on everything. They weren't informative enough for, you know, our knowledge. You know, we as members have to give ourselves credit because we're more knowledgeable than what they think. And when we come to them with these questions, they don't have answers because they think we're not supposed to think past a slide up on the board. Yeah. And, and I, I think it was the lawyer. One of the lawyers got up there and spoke. And I think he said that um, a uh, uh, non-force unionized state, he ain't saying it in those words, or he said Janice is coming. He said it's going to mm-hmm. go through. One of them said it's going through. Oh, no. He said the lawyer who um, spoke, and we have, we, again, the video is like 30 minutes, so we have to edit it so we can post it on the page. He said it's going to go through. Because, remember, Trump appointed the last judge, and um, it means to be like a Republican kind of judge, judicial slate. So he said it's going to go through. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. If I was a union person and I'm already behind, now i got to be in front and say, what's the plan if it does go through? They need to be planning. I don't want to wait. Think about exactly. it. Think about it. He had. I he, don't want to wait. He had dates on the on the on the screen. He said yes, February. Yes. This is going to happen. This type of yes, situation. Yeah, we have happen. those dates. We'll this, post it yeah. for you guys as well. This is going to happen on this date. So he's giving you a timeline. Mm-hmm. What are we doing to prepare yep. for that? Now let's not get it twisted. This Janice thing is going to only hurt unions who have been mm-hmm. shitting on their members. It's only gonna hurt them. Mm-hmm. I don't hear NYPD got a union. I don't hear them worrying or panicking. And I and and you know I I speak to you know them all the time. Um, sanitation. Mm-hmm. I don't hear them crying. FDNY. I don't hear them crying. Why? Because they do right by their members for the most part. Local one hundred. Now imagine. Yeah. Now imagine they just gave us a work comp PPO. Mm-hmm. They're sending before they send an RTO members who hurt to 180 and they gave us bad pension reform so it's like they're worried because they have not been doing what's best for the membership as a whole oh, yeah on any level. department some departments oh they they get what they want but as a whole we all have the same pension you think bus we drivers all have the same workers comp. you think bus drivers gonna be happy the ones who's out on on for sleep apnea you think they're gonna want to pay union dues they feel like they're in the cold. Thing. That wasn't and, even addressed at the mass membership. That meeting. was not addressed at all. To bring that back up with um, buses, they did not address Vision Zero. They did not address sleep apnea. Now, here's the scam that's going on with sleep apnea. Now, remember in the contract, you get to retire with, is it 50% of your sick time or all your sick time? You could, um, they're not even, it's 50%, right? Which one is it? You don't need, so anyway. You don't need half of your so, sick time to cash out. That's all it is. Okay. With, in in buses, TA Surface Master, or I guess you, you got train operators. Also, anyone who's being tested for sleep apnea cares what's going on now. So you go down to the MAC and the doctor, you fill out this questionnaire. Some BS, you know, do you snore? Did your partner say you snore? whatever the case may be. Based on those questions and your next size, they'll say, 
okay, we think you might have sleep apnea. Also, your previous medical history, diabetes, high blood pressure, things of this nature. Now, mind you, you could have had diabetes for 10 years being in transit, driving the bus, no accident. Now, oh, well, we think you might have sleep apnea, which may have you have an accident, so you got to go. BS. But they are putting so many people out for sleep apnea, they don't have the machines to cover it. The machines are back order, so now you're sitting out, waiting, using your sick time. Mm-hmm. That you're not going to so, get back. <laughs> you're not getting it back. It's not work as comp. You're not getting your sick time back, even if the machine says you don't have You do the testing, and it finds, oh, you don't have sleep apnea. But all the hurdles and hassles that they're putting you through, and you get none of your time back, your money is gone. If you don't have sleep apnea, you use all your vacation days. If you get knocked down for sleep apnea in November and you already took the summer off and you only got 10 sick days, you're done. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, what happens with promotional exams where they say you need to have a certain amount of sick time? Now what? Because they thought you may have had sleep apnea based on your neck size and you had to use your time because the machine was on back order. You're going to get passed up for dispatcher. And then look what they did yesterday with the dispatcher um, test. They were so in fear of the storm that they canceled the test. That's crazy. Well, that's, that happens in buses. Like, they would rather you be at work. So they can, you know, deal with the storm versus you being out and having to delay a service and everything else. Let's stop saying it was a storm. A storm. It was a snow. <laughs> it was raining. It was, not a storm. it was raining. It was raining. <laughs> I said it. it was raining snow. Yes, it was snowing. It wasn't sticking on the ground. There wasn't no excuses as to why that mass membership meeting was so um, poorly attended. And it's not even. I, I can't even blame the members. You got to give the members something to follow. You got to give them something well, to look forward to. Well, here's a few things. They did not even promote the meeting properly, okay? Because when we went to the pick and TA surface, they did not have no mass membership flyers up. They could have had it up at the pick room. I mean, a pick room is at least in 100, 200 people a day. Yeah. They put it out, you know, last minute. And I think we need to probably move it from December. You got a lot of people on vacation. You got a lot of people whose family is in town. You know, every time they try to do something, you have inclement weather going on. See, I would agree with you. You know. I would agree with you, right? We need to move it from December. I would agree with you. But what? Roger didn't have this issue. Roger, okay. Roger well, gave we the have members, a different time. Roger gave the members something to follow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's all about who they want to follow because you can have a Jay-Z concert in the blizzard. People will go out there and see Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? You're so right. And and, and you can't pick and choose who what's, what's, what's important. But you, at the end of the day, you got to give the people something to follow. They don't believe in this membership. Well, Especially reason, Tony Utano. The, yeah. I don't even think Tony Utano people believe in Tony Utano. <laughs> because when, <laughs> when you was like, first of all, you're addressing your members. I know you, you, they love those local 100 polo shirts. I swear to God. However, why is it that everyone is dressed and you the president 
is sitting up there in a shirt that you look like you picked out from the laundry bag. That that, that, that must that must be no the food, right the right no to pass. It got to be a right to passage thing with these guys to dress poorly as president. <laughs> No suit, no tie. So you here talking to vendors? You here talking to trying to address security and everything? It's okay to get TWU Local 100 embroidered on a button-down shirt. Like we need to put that out there. That's okay to do. You should not be wearing a polo. You he can't. If we were an office job, he would not be able to wear that attire to an office. Yeah. Probably on dress down Friday. Yeah. But that should not be an, a mass membership meeting. You want to stand there looking strong, looking like you represent your members. So, you know, get yourself together. Yeah, I, I agree. But, um, yeah, wrap, wrap it up. Because I got I to gotta actually make a move. So leave the oh, you have to go to work. Yeah, leave the members with, um, well, not right now, but I got I to gotta attend other things. Um, Leave the members with something. Because they, they, they didn't leave us with anything. Um, you know, leave the members with something from yesterday. One thing I want, well, a few things I want to say, but one thing I want to make known is you have to get involved. Like, if you're satisfied with what you've seen yesterday, I wouldn't even accept this in a PTA. So you have to get involved with, with progressive action. Basically. Even if we're not the whole change you want, get your information. Make yourself knowledgeable of what's happening so you can make informed decisions for yourself. Because you can't allow a union who don't even give you information, but they feel it's okay to tell you what to do, continue to lead you. Don't allow yourself to be led blindly. Arm yourself with the information that's needed. Make yourself knowledgeable of what's going on outside the world. You know, there's plenty of things on Facebook that you can research, Google search, ask questions. Just be knowledgeable so we can become a stronger, better union. I agree. Uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to my boy um, Maurice Jackson, um, Hardy. Um, my boy Bailey, um, Nuke, my cousin Jamel, um, my boy Eric Eddy, um, you know, they, they, they roll with us. I hope I'm not forgetting, um, any, oh, my boy Garricky Spanky, my boy G, man, he came through too. Um, you know, a few more people who bought, you know, who got their progressive action hoodies and sweaters and, you know, show support and believe all the people who. I didn't get a chance to meet yesterday. All the people who came up to me and said they appreciate the work that I'm doing and I got their vote. Um, I would even like to acknowledge, um, you know, RTW. They was handing out information there also. And, um, you know, somebody had to do something because if we ain't do it, then who? And John who, McCarthy. Yeah, you know, he was out there, you know, with the BQX, whatever that's going on, that, that BS yeah. is going on in Red Hook. Um um, at some point, we must we must all work together, but positions should only be given to people who's working for. You know, nothing is a given here. I don't expect it for for me to go for anything that I'm not working for. And you know, we working hard here at Progressive Action, and we're going to continue to work hard, um, no matter what the outcome may be next year. Even though we're going to win, because there's no way the membership is going to continue to be sleep. 
um, 2018 yes. in September. You know, if anything, we go wake up, wake up the membership and show them, um, you know, what's really good. And we also go stop letting them, um, you know, continue with these lies. We will be um, uh, reaching out to Reverend Melvin and we're going to let him know we appreciate his speech. But he needs to check his boys in Local 100. And we're going to send him proof of everything that they have done. And, and, and actually, they, they went against everything that he spoke for. And that's what makes progressive action different. We're not going to allow them to continue lying, putting out false, a false narrative, and acting like they something else. That's not happening anymore. And um, we, we're going we're gonna to reach out to him very soon. And we'll let y'all know. Maybe we could get him on the show. I think that'll be good. What you think, Jocelyn? Yeah, I think that'll be really good. Like, he had a lot to, that the members can benefit from, a lot of information that the members can benefit from. Yeah, so we'll get, we'll, we'll get in contact with him and see if we can get him on the show and let him know that we liked his speech or whatever. And we'll move on from there. Um, like I said, continue. And welcome to all the new members. Correct. And when you get a chance, add more new members to the group on Progressive Action. Follow our Twitter, Progressive Act. Um, our Facebook, Progressive Action. Oh, I said that already. Uh, YouTube, Progressive Action. YouTube. Yeah, and, um, and Instagram. And the magazine. Progressive, yeah, and ProgressiveAction.info. Um, you know, we go, we we working on that website. We go get it up and running fully, probably within the next two, three weeks. And we go continue to bring information to the membership. Um, thanks for everyone for their support. I, I definitely um, appreciate it. We need more people on the front line. Um, you know, my boy Kwanzaa is, is a is a soldier for real front line all the time. Not just not not just yesterday, but you know, um, front line all the time. And like they say, if we don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Um, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch y'all later. Peace.